0: This is the Ordinary Christian Podcast, a podcast dedicated to real people like you seeking to live out your Christian faith in the ordinary aspects of everyday life. My name is Craig Thompson, and I'm your host for this podcast. I'm a husband, father, pastor, and writer. I hope that this podcast will help you to use the margins of your everyday life to live more intentionally for Jesus. Hello and welcome to episode 59 of the Ordinary Christian Podcast. Today on this episode of the podcast, I want to talk to you about the importance of committing to community, in particular, committing to a local church. I had an opportunity to have a conversation with uh, one of the women in our church just this weekend who said that she had been involved in a conversation with somebody recently who, who questioned, why in the world would you ever want to join a church? And she explained that they're members of the church, that's true, but that that church is more than a membership. It's more like a family. It's a place where you can belong, where you can commit, and where you always have folks around you support you. Um, So wanted to just talk a little bit about what it looks like to be a part of a local church body and why it's so important for you to be committed. Um, We we do know that right here in the 21st century, we are dealing with this weird paradox of loneliness. Uh, A paradox is one of those absurd or self-contradictory statements. And so when we think about loneliness being a paradox, it's weird because today people are more connected than at any other point in history, and yet they claim to feel more alone than ever before. In other words, people are less alone than ever, but feel more isolated than they ever have the data is still emerging, but it, it seems that people have more surface-level relationships. Think social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram, whatever. More surface-level relationships than ever before, but they lack companionship and meaningful relationships. Now, there's a subjective nature to the feelings of loneliness. There's, there's a good chance that you or, or anybody else is probably not as alone as you might feel. However, in the moment, those feelings are real. Social media can exacerbate those feelings when you sit at home on Friday night with a bag of Fritos and that that nice white cheese from the grocery store and scroll through your social media and it seems that everybody else is having fun while you drown your sorrows in grease and lactose. Loneliness, though, is, is such a problem that even medical experts are taking notice one researcher compared loneliness to obesity and smoking, that it has a similar impact on mortality as smoking does and as obesity does. Uh, we, we saw the separation during COVID-19 sort of worsen that problem or at the very least shined a bright spotlight on it. The loneliness epidemic is a situation in which the church is uniquely called and created to minister. The church has always been called to be more than a gathering of disparate people, but a body of brothers and sisters who are committed to Christ and to one another. According to the book of Acts, the early church devoted themselves not only to the apostles' teaching, but also to fellowship and breaking of bread. A church that exists only to convey information is not a faithful representation of a biblical church. The church is more than a lecture hall or an educational institution. The church is even more than a great place to sing praises. Church should be synonymous with community, fellowship, care, and concern for other members. The church should be more like family than it is anything else. This is why early on in the Christian experience, Christians have referred to one another as brothers and sisters. Now, we also know that Jesus made us brothers and sisters in Him. We've, we, we're we related through our relationship in Christ The world is lonely, and and the church has the answer, and we have to be the answer as the church. The church offers, and and, and if you're part of a church, you must offer a place where people can know and be known. In the church, real relationships can be forged that will sustain weak and weary people. Paul wrote a letter to the Ephesians, and there in that letter in Ephesians chapter 4, Paul urged them with these words. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they can keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not easily broken. Churches must work to cultivate community. The signs are all around, our world is lonely. I don't have to tell you that. Just talk to people around you. Look on your social media feed. Our world is lonely. People are crying out for community, relationships, and friends. In other words, people are longing for the things that churches are created to provide. Get busy. Here are a few steps you might take in your church to cultivate community. Number one, create environments where people can know one another and be known by others. Small groups, ministry teams, short-term Bible studies. Um... Uh, keep those groups small enough for real relationships to be formed people people get lost in groups larger than 16 or 20 here at Malvern Hill our small group ministry our small groups are called life groups and uh, we those life groups exists so that smaller groups of people can grow in fellowship and engagement with one another and ministry and accountability toward one another and so they can better apply God's word in their lives when uh, when those groups get larger than 16 we began conversations about what it looks like for that group to birth another group or to to partner with somebody to get more life groups started. Uh, A group larger than 20, just keep in mind, uh, a small group larger than 20, is really a church at that point. You've become a small church, so we want to keep them small so they can be real relationships. Um, Create Bible studies and prayer guides in such a way that questions lead to deeper knowledge of God's Word and of one another. If we're not careful, all the things that we study in the church can always be about doctrine and theology. Let's make sure that we get to know the people that we're we're growing together with. Let's know them well. God's created us as relational people. That means we are to know one another and to be known by others. So let's make sure that with the church, we create environments um, that open the door for that in- intimate and intense knowledge of one another. Prioritize fellowship times, uh, churchwide potlucks. Sure, but don't start the stop there. Encourage your small groups to fellowship with one another regularly, so that relationships can be built that will result in ministry and accountability among members. Uh, we we hope that our church members will fellowship with one another organically. But what we've learned is that those organic relationships blossom. Um, when we've done something to cultivate the soil. In other words, if we'll cultivate the soil, then we can stand back and watch friendship spring up and bloom. It's it's in those sort of inorganic, those forced um, or, or intentionally created spaces that people um, have the, the bandwidth, I guess for lack of a better word, to Build relationships that are more than just a formal engagement on a Sunday morning. Uh, work together as a church. Work on missions and evangelism. Work in vacation Bible school or even on church cleanups and renovations. The work needs to be done But also, as you work, there's value that can be forged. Uh, Sometimes people get to know one another better shoulder to shoulder than they do face to face. Uh, An old adage is that uh, men tend to build relationships shoulder to shoulder while women build those relationships face to face. That's not 100% true. Uh, but, But there is a lot of truth that we all can grow closer to one another as we work together. Um, I would encourage you to make sure that you model community. If you're a pastor listening to this, uh, especially you, model community your church by spending time with church members outside of regular church events. Now, even if you're not a pastor, if you're a leader in your church, if you're just a person in your church, You want to model this community. If you want organic relationships to spring up, make sure that you become a part of that organic solution. Spend time with people other than at regular scheduled church times. You should be looking for opportunities to have dinner with the people you go to church with, to go to ball games with the people you go to church with, just to hang out. Uh, We spent uh, part of our weekend uh, bowling with some of the folks that we are in life group with. Um, Wasn't anything formal. It was just a phone call. Hey, we're taking our kids bowling. Do you want to go? Sure, we'll go. Um, every once in a while we get that phone call that says we're going to get ice cream and we go get ice cream with folks from our church It's fun when you get together. It's fun to see those relationships, but also um, those organic opportunities that are sometimes just small, they open the door for greater ministry. It's amazing how um, those doors for real ministry and accountability sometimes get opened up in places other than within the church building. That's part of the reason for this podcast, right? Because we're all trying to live these ordinary Christian lives and looking for ways that we can engage in ministry in the margins. Some of those margins take place at an ice cream shop or at a coffee. Shop. I, I meet a couple of guys, several guys, sometimes for coffee on Fridays, usually. Uh, I go to coffee with a couple of teenage boys on Tuesdays and some other guys in our church become aware of that. Sometimes they show up and hang out with the guys. I, I meet a group of teenagers at Chick-fil-A on Wednesday mornings. I lead them in a small Bible study there. It's a quick hit kind of thing. We don't dig into lots of details. We're not there for a long period of time but we have opportunities in that place and and, and cool thing that happens we got some other adults that show up just to rub shoulders with these kids and they invite their friends and there's opportunities. So model community or church by spending time outside of regular church events, um, involve others in the ministry of the church. People are usually more anxious to participate than than you realize. Invite someone to help you lead the music. Ask for a volunteer to create something within your church. When people invest in the ministry of your church, um, they develop buy-in and they dig into the community deeper. Some of you are going, I'm not a pastor. How do I do that? Are, are, are you in a life group or a Sunday school class? Do you teach one? Ask somebody else to pray this week. Ask somebody else to lead the discussion next week. Maybe maybe you're on a committee within your church. Ask somebody else to serve alongside you, but don't do the work for them. Give them a job. Give them a task. They're going to grow, and you're going to grow. Uh, the world is desperate for community, for relationships, and even accountability. People are looking for a place to belong. The secular world will offer many options to fill the void caused by loneliness and isolation. I think what's most heartbreaking for me is to see the way that those secular options leave people wanting more. In an age where the church is being, at least in many families, pushed to the fringes, we're seeing people try to fill those loneliness voids with things like uh, attaching themselves to their kids' sports team or attaching themselves to uh, this particular hobby. Well, the problem is that when your kid ages out of sports, you've you've lost your community, right? Your kid doesn't make the team. You've lost your community. Your kid gets tired uh, or burned out from playing travel ball year-round, and they're 12 years old, and they're finished, or they're 13, and they don't want anything else to do with it, and you've lost your community. Your church is always going to be there. The church is the community forged through and around Christ, and it's got the privilege and the responsibility to be there for you. Um, So let's, let's make sure that we do all that we can to show the people around us that the church is the perfect place to know and be known by others and to know and be known by the Savior who takes away the sin of the world. Um, we've got to commit to community. And so I'll I leave you with that challenge today. Commit to community. Your community, I, I, I don't know what your church looks like. If you don't have a church, uh, I'll tell you this, go find you a church that looks like mine did last Sunday when I saw st- students and senior adults working together to serve in our children's ministry. You find you one that's doing that, you've got a community you can get involved with. Uh, find you a community where people will show up to care for one another, where people will cheer for one another, people encourage one another, support one another. Find it, but then once you find it, commit to it. You show up. You be a part of that accountable community. As you do, you're going to find that loneliness void filled up in your life, but you're also going to have the opportunity to serve by filling up the loneliness void in the lives of others. You're going to fulfill the command of Christ uh, by loving others and by loving Him. And and ultimately, guess what? We're we're going to fulfill one of our greatest created needs. God created us to be in relationship, and those relationships are not just marital, romantic relationships. God's created us to be in relationship with each other. Uh, Don't miss that opportunity. He's given us the privilege of relationship with Him and relationship with others through Him in His church commit to it enjoy it experience it and find the family you've been looking for in a local church god bless you thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your day today have a great one and i'll see you next time thank you for tuning in to this episode of the ordinary christian podcast i hope that you will use the information in this podcast to encourage you to love jesus in the ordinary aspects of your daily life jesus surrounded himself with very ordinary people who made a difference in the world because of their Savior, you can make a difference too. If you would like to read more of my writings or find other podcasts, you can find information about me on my website at www.craigthompson.org. For information about Malvern Hill Baptist Church and sermons from our church, you can go to our website at www.malvernhill.org. Until next time, use the ordinary margins of your life to make an extraordinary difference in the world around you.